This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. Welcome to the Talkin' Texas Rangers podcast, where we dive into the latest rumors and news surrounding Texas Rangers baseball. Welcome to the Talkin' Texas Rangers podcast. I'm your host, Larry Lease, and on today's episode, we're diving into the latest news and opinions from around the industry. But first, we'd like to thank our sponsor, GameTime, for sponsoring this episode. If you're looking for the best place to score Texas Ranger tickets or tickets to any kind of event, comedy shows, um, concerts, you want to check out Game Time today. Use the link in the description and help support the channel. And as always, give a thumbs up if you like our videos, subscribe to the channel, and hit the bell notification button to be notified of future videos. And without further ado, our first topic, John Gray. Not even a league-wide lockout could extinguish Rangers fans' excitement last December. Christmas came early when the team spent $500 million on a new all-star double-play combination. Fans were anxious to see what the team's next move would be after Texas locked up Corey Seager for 10 years and Marcus Simeon for 7 years. They didn't have to wait long. On December 1st, John Gray signed a 4-year $56 million deal with the Rangers. Although the investment was less than what they put forth to acquire Seager or Simeon, the signing was celebrated because of the Rangers' desperate need for help in the rotation. Texas had the third worst ERA of any team in baseball during the 2021 season. Gray was the Rangers' opening day starter when they took the field in Toronto on April 8th. He only made it through four innings before leaving the game. After developing a blister on his pitching hand, he was placed on the IL list the following day. He returned to the team 10 days later, but he immediately went back on the shelf when he developed a knee sprain during his start against the Mariners on April 20th. Gray finally had a chance to pitch on a regular basis during the month of May. It was a tough, tough month for him on the mound as evidenced by his 5.04 ERA through five starts. Despite these struggles, he began to figure things out in June. His best run of the season came between June 1st to July 27th when he made 11 starts and limited opposing hitters to a 204 batting average. Gray won seven games and posted an ERA of 265 during the stretch. Gray's hot streak came to an abrupt end when he left to start early on August 1st with discomfort in his right side. He spent the next 41 days on the injured list before rejoining the active roster on September 12th. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to replicate his earlier success through his final five starts. He allowed a 4.5 ERA through 24 innings, and the Rangers lost each game he started. He only pitched into the sixth inning one time during his stretch. Overall, John Gray's first season in a Rangers uniform was solid. He was fourth on the team in ERA, third in strikeouts, and fourth 
in pitching war. He's entering spring training with a guaranteed spot in the Rangers rotation, both because of his contract and because of past performance. It remains to be seen where Gray will slot into the 2023 rotation. He is a reliable contributor when he is healthy, but he probably won't be a number one or two pitcher on a championship championship level team. Excuse me. The hope and exp expectation is that the team will add significant talent to the top of the rotation, either through free agency or a trade before the 2023 season begins. Regardless of who is pitching around him, the Rangers will be thrilled if John Gray can pitch for an entire season like he did in June and July. Let us know your thoughts on John Gray in the comments section below. Um, do you put John Gray in the rotation or do you put him in the bullpen? Let us know. And next up, there are three reasons to hop on the Rangers 2023 bandwagon. The amount of people I've heard that it's not worth going into Texas Rangers games is staggering. I know it's hard to sit through a two and a half hour baseball game only to see the Rangers lose. However, that could be changing quick this offseason with what Rangers Chris, uh, GM Chris Young is about to do. So starting off at number one, huge names could be potentially coming to Arlington. Last year, the Rangers added superstar second baseman uh, Marcus Simeon and shortstop Corey Seager to long-term contracts. With the amount of money Young has at his disposal, we could even see more big names on the Rangers 40-man roster. Some of those names include pitchers Carlos Rodon, Jacob deGrom, and even Justin Verlander. Usually you don't hear big names linked to the Texas Rangers. Texas is one of the few states that doesn't have an income tax. With the Rangers having a huge wallet along with that law, big name athletes will listen to the Rangers pitch. And Chris Young has proven to be quite the salesman. Number two, coaching overhaul. I'm sure you all remember when the Rangers hired Bruce Bochy as the next Rangers skipper a month ago. This was a significant hire because he is a three-time World Series champion manager. It shows Young is not looking at a rebuild period. He's going all in for a title. Bochy and the Rangers front office have made some interesting hires to support him. Will Venable was hired to be Bochy's assistant, possibly the future skipper in the future. They are also bringing back former Rangers pitching coach Mike Maddox. So far, this is turning out to be a powerhouse coaching staff. Number three, and probably most importantly, the, de the desire to get back to the postseason. Young has been making a lot of moves so that, so that way the Rangers will be playing in the postseason. When John Daniels was manager, he really didn't attempt to improve the roster during the offseason. Young is setting up Bochy to have a stacked roster and a shot at a deep postseason run. So to conclude, I hope that next season there will be more positivity towards the Rangers in Arlington. The years of mediocre baseball could be in the rearview mirror if all the dominoes fall in place. If you haven't already, hop on the Texas Rangers bandwagon before it leaves the station and snag up those tickets at game time. And next up, there are two veteran outfielders that the Texas Rangers could possibly be interested in. It's no secret that the Texas Rangers need outfield help, and two of the position's top free agents are of interest to the team, Cody Bellinger and Mitch Haniger. Bellinger is new to the free agent foray after being non-tendered by the Dodgers last week. 
At 27, he's not looking for a long-term commitment. It could be a prime change of a scenery candidate for a team like the Rangers. Of note, Rangers fans, Bellinger is tight with Corey Seager, which could play into the interest Texas has. The former Dodger has regressed significantly since his 2019 campaign. But his ability to play all outfield spots and first base has to be appealing to Texas Rangers GM Chris Young as he seeks to build a well-rounded roster. The fact that he's the Scott Boras client also factors in positively for the Rangers, who have a good relationship with the super agent. Coupled with the desire for a shorter-term commitment, Bellinger is the type of upside that Texas Rangers could plug in for 2023 alongside Adolis Garcia in the outfield. Another name of interest to the Rangers... Mitch Hanniger. Texas knows Hanniger well from his time with the Mariners. He didn't receive the qualifying offer in a mild surprise, meaning he's free to pursue without the loss of draft capital. That's always a plus when deciding whether to make a run at a player. One of the big knocks on Hanniger is his injury history. Ankle problem limiting him to 58 games in 2022. However, he's a force in the middle of a lineup when healthy, as he smashed 38 home runs and drove in 100 runs in 2021 and 26 home runs in 2018. That kind of potential, combined with the Rangers' desperate need of outfield help, makes Hanager a similar type of buy-low, bounce-back candidate. That, health-presuming, would be a massive boost to the Rangers' outfield mix. Both Bellinger and Hanager, excuse me, Makes sense for the Texas Rangers as free agency fits, upgrading both the lineup and the outfield position for the team. And neither should cost a ransom, making either player a reasonable enough upgrade as the team looks to turn a corner in 2023. As always, give us a thumbs up if you like our video, subscribe to the channel, and hit that bell notification button to be notified of future videos. And if you want to support the channel, you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash ttrangers. But of course, our next topic, the dilemma facing Chris Young this winter. The offseason continues to chug along. All the free agencies, or free agents, excuse me, have filed. A few trades have already been made. Qualifying offers have been accepted or rejected. And the non-tender deadline has passed. The winter meetings are getting closer, and we have a better understanding of who is available and who is not. Texas Rangers GM Chris Young, though, faces a dilemma as he pursues pitching and other moves to improve the roster. It is the same dilemma he faced last offseason. How do you lure the top free agents in Texas to play for a team who has not had a winning season since 2016? Ken Rosenthal posted his latest notes column last Sunday night on The Athletic. He had a section about who the Rangers are currently pursuing. He mentioned how the Rangers are one of the few teams to visit with Kode Senga, but he did throw this out as part of his description. Saying, quote, Bud Senga, a five-time Japan Series champion and 2022 Olympic gold medalist, wants to join a team with an immediate chance to win. And the Rangers might not qualify. Chris Young again faces the dilemma of luring free agents to the Rangers after another losing season in 2022. 
But for now, Chris Young has made significant additions to change the perception of this organization. He hired three-time World Series champion Bruce Bochy, hired Will Venable away from the Red Sox to be associate manager, brought back Mike Maddox as pitching coach, and hired former Kansas City Royals GM Dayton Moore as senior advisor. So far in player moves, Young traded for Jake Odorizzi, brought back Martin Perez on the qualifying offer. The problem continues to be, though, that when free agents look at the current roster, they see a 75-78 win team at best, and not one that is able to compete for the playoffs. In November 2021, Young and John Daniels faced the same dilemma coming off a 102 loss season. They spent the first three weeks of the offseason talking about spending money, desiring not one, but two of the premier shortstops on the market, but no one was committing. Everyone doubted their ability to get any free agents to commit to coming to Arlington after such a terrible season. Showing off great facilities, a beautiful ballpark, and telling players that no state income tax will only go so far. That was until Marcus Simeon agreed to a seven-year contract at the end of November. Simeon is one of the most respected players in the league. He is part of the Players Association Executive Council. He is looked at as one of the best team leaders in all of baseball. So when he agreed to a seven-year contract, it sent a signal to other free agents that it was okay to sign with the Rangers as well. Who is going to be the Marcus Simeon this year that agrees to a contract and causes a domino effect? If Carlos Rodon agrees to a contract, does that then cause Senga or Justin Verlander to maybe take a second look at Texas? The Rangers are seeking two starters to add to the rotation. To do, to do that, though, they first have to convince one pitcher to sign. The winter meetings are just weeks away, and the Texas Rangers figure to be one of the more active teams. The AL West is not waiting for them. The Houston Astros have a strong team that will likely only get stronger with or without Verlander. The Mariners have already improved their roster with the acquisition of Teoscar Hernandez, with Jerry Depoto figured to continue to be busy. The Angels have brought in Tyler Anderson, Gio Ursula, and now Hunter Renfro. So the question becomes, what will Texas do? The season started today, they don't look to be much better than the fourth place team once again. This is the biggest dilemma facing Chris Young in the front office. How did he get the Rangers from fourth up to first or second in the division? It will take significant investments in signings and trades to get them to the level where the Astros and Mariners reside. Fans are waiting to see what this team does. In the MLB offseason, patience is definitely required as fans refresh Twitter and check their notifications to see what Texas is going to do. So let us know your thoughts in the comment section below. What do you think the Rangers need to do this offseason? And now on to our segment, which we call the Pondex segment. Today's question is, is baseball still America's greatest pastime? Uh, that's kind of a difficult question. I would say, in a sense, yes, but also no. Like, establishment-wise, yes. Like, there's something special about going to a baseball game at any baseball stadium, whether it's a new one like Global Life Field or old Yankee Stadium, which, sadly, they don't use anymore. There's always something special about that, sitting in the bleachers or in the uncomfortable seats just cheering on the team for two and a half hours 
and there's something to it. But I think it's kind of moving towards, I would almost say college football, not even professional football. It's like, I know people that know more about college football than professional football. But let us know in the comment section below. Do you think it's still America's greatest pastime? As always, we'd like to thank you so much for watching and listening, and we will see you next time. This has been the Talkin' Texas Rangers podcast. Let us know your thoughts on the topics we covered by tweeting us at TalkinTXRangers or liking us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Rangers. As always, thank you for listening, and go Rangers!